1: Yo, easy. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. All right, guys. Well, it's been quite a while since my last episode. Life has kept me busy lately, um, but I am ecstatic to introduce uh, my new friend here, Justin Crampierre. And, uh, dude, it's it's been a pleasure to uh, cross paths here in Austin and can't wait to get into your story and share this.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, you as well. It's uh, I'm, I'm so glad I met you. Yeah,
1: man. It's been Truly. great. Yeah. yeah, sometimes, you know, you just cross paths with people where it's just like you can instantaneously tell, like, you're just on the same wave and, yeah. you know, I, 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 you know, felt an immediate connection and um, originally we, you know, I, I saw you guys out, like, um, out of Zilker park, kind of posted up in y'all's van right. and I was yeah. about to go on a run. And yeah. I was like, all right, well, I'll chat with those guys when I get back. And, and, uh, yeah. And then I met you and Eric both and, yeah. and, uh, it was, it was definitely cool to, to kind of see y'all rolling through town. I always love seeing people, you know, living van life or in their schoolies or whatever, pulling through Austin Yeah, and, uh, hearing everybody's stories on where they're coming from and kind of what brought them here.
0: Yeah, and Austin's a, a cool place um, to be in a van, and I didn't, you know, I don't have, like, great um, experience in many other cities, but um, my friend Eric, who you mentioned, uh, lives here, and mm. I think now he's just in his van living here. I mean, he's, you know, he travels and stuff, but when he's this is home base and it's out of a van and it's like a very van friendly city. When he told me that I was like, I don't know, man, like maybe. And then I got here and it was just like, it was super cool. Very laid back. And, and yeah, it was cool when you, uh, when we met, you know, a lot of people come up to the van like all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just like at this point, it's just like, you know, you expect it. People are peeking in they want to know what it's like. It's like when I used to like, when I found out that people who drove tractor trailers like, live in the in the in the cab or whatever of the tractor trail I was like that's so cool. Like I wanna see what the inside of one looks like. Like I imagine (laughs) that's what other people think of when they're like i want to know what's in there like is there a bed like what's it yeah, like people in there? are
1: always so curious
0: so people come up all the time so when you came up like i didn't really think anything of it i just thought it was another person who was interested wanted to take a look and then you said you had a van and my initial reaction was like yeah you and like literally everybody else <laughs> has a van you know what yeah. i mean like everybody seems to have one in this building one and uh, it's super cool i was not the first i definitely won't be the last right but um yeah you know, when we got to talking at first, it was, it was cool. Cause I felt that same sort of like, okay, we're on, we're actually on the same vibe. This mm-hmm. isn't just like a random person that, you know, thinks like van life is cool. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely uh, something there. Yeah. And then when you walked away, I didn't tell you this. I looked at Eric and I was like, that's a real deal cat right there. Oh, like that's man. a real deal dude, you know? And we he was just like, yeah, I felt that too. So you made an impression on us, like, immediately. Dude, that not means just a lot. Like another, yeah. Not just, like, another, you know. Sure, yeah, I have, it, I have it
1: happen all the time. Like, when I slung that uh, hammock up in the back of my van, you know, I'll just go out to Zilker and just, like, just be chillaxing. And it's always so funny just to see, like, the amount of, like, people that just kind of poke their heads around and look at me while I'm just, like, lounging out. Yep. And it's, like, there's always this, like, there's people that'll do multiple pass-throughs before they say yeah, something. Yeah, they're nervous. And, they're working you know, up. yeah. To the same it's just time. like sometimes <laughs> you know, it's just like this square field of view. Like yeah. that's your world for the day. Yeah. You know, and looking out the back of the van and. And uh, yeah, sometimes I'll have you know friends or homies that'll like pop up, and it's just a familiar face, yeah. like right there in the back of the van. It's it's always a good time, man. But yeah, this is a cool podcast for me. Um, like I said, it's been a while since I've done an episode, and um, it's probably been about a month, and that's because I've been in a transition lately as I'm moving out of my studio and about to put the van on the road, Mm -hmm. and uh, get to traveling as it was intended for, and and, uh, I'm so excited for this next phase, and this is a really cool way to kick that off, and you know, swap some stories of, of, you know, what you found on the road, and, and what that's provided you, as well as, you know, just kind of what you're out there looking for, you know, cuz I think that's that's the thing that I notice about people like as you said, like real real deal people or a real deal dude like you know, those those are the people that are curious. They're mm-hmm. looking for something. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not these people that are always acting like they have the answer yeah. and they know, you know, how to successfully go through life and you know, it's just a lot of that's a facade and you know, people that are taking to the fringe of society or exploring or trying to change up their horizons to find themselves Mm -hmm. definitely inspire me. And, and, um, you know, I intend to live that, that same lifestyle, but, you know, a lot of us have a story of how we got there, Mm -hmm. you know, why people made that leap. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is you know a cool cool way of of extending my platform beyond austin now mm-hmm. um is that a lot of people are are creatives on the road as well and they're mm-hmm. funding these trips with their skills or whatever and mm-hmm. there's also this entrepreneurial spirit to it um, a lot of people have, you know, branded their vans and, in yep. all these different ways to just to put long horns our, on them. Yeah. Put long <laughs> horns on them, dude. That, that gets those heads turning. Yeah, it's oh yeah. so funny, man. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like always, I don't know. I'm a Texan, right? So I'm, I'm used to just friendly people sure you know and when, when i drive which is interesting because
0: I, I think people think that people from texas are mean right yeah because like people from West West that aren't or yeah what? that aren't from <laughs> around here like they think texas is this like mean place and that's not been my experience yeah and especially I, here been very friendly yeah, yeah, well, yeah especially, especially here in austin,
1: austin you know like people are just very open and and nice honestly but you know even in smaller towns where people are like intimidated by like these gun toting conservatives yeah, that oh are yeah. mean. It's like, dude, most of them, they're not mean at all. No, they're just like, just not at all. know your, know your lane, you right. know, stay in I'll it. I'll tell like, you what, <laughs> I was just in, in Big Bend, right?
0: And I had some, some issues with the van. It was making a weird noise and I knew I needed to get into a mechanic before I went any further West. And mm. I, I, you know, something, if it was serious, you know, I end up stranded in the desert yeah. with no satellite phone, which is stupid. I should probably get one. <laughs> and, um, and no way to get out and it's really, it's getting hot, you know, maybe I run out of water, whatever the situation is and no way to really reach out to anybody. Right. Um, so I stopped in Fort Stockton, Texas, which is in West Texas. Um, and you know, it wasn't a town that I would have wanted to spend any amount of time in. Right. Like, at all. Like, yeah. in the the thought crossed my mind because it, it it's a fairly serious issue with the van's transmission. There's something faulty in it, so it could take a while to get fixed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to spend any time there, but um, not, just because it's it just, it, there's nothing for me to do there right. for, like, a week or a month, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I had to pull up to a, a mechanic, right, and it was, like, a, a really, like, I have no other way to describe it, but like a podunk kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, tin roof kind of like mechanic, yeah. you know, and this guy with like three teeth, sweetest guy ever came out. And if I was just really judgmental, mm-hmm. right, I would have probably like left and been like, this is really sketchy. Right. Cause he looks different. Right. Yeah. But I'm not really like that. So, you know, I, I listened to what he had to say, but I was a little skeptical. I gotta be honest. I was skeptical. Like, I didn't know if it was like a reputable place. Like mm-hmm. it looked kind of sketchy. I walk into the, they're like, oh, you can wait in the office. And I'm like, okay. So I go in the office. And I'm like, are they about to like steal everything that I have yeah. out of the van while I'm like in the office? Cause you can't see anything out of the office. Yeah. And this uh, woman walks in and, um, yeah, like kind of a, you know, rougher looking human being, mm-hmm. you know, maybe has seen some stuff or whatever. And, um, literally the nicest person I've ever met. I yeah. mean, the, like, and I, I judged her or I formed some sort of judgment on her and she like opened up about her family and how like she, you know, she can't wait to get off work. She, she leaves from this job and, and this is the mother of the mechanic who's doing the work on my yeah. vehicle. Yeah. And they ended up being like the nicest people ever. And that's te- That's West Texas. It's like For middle sure, of nowhere, man. West Texas. You know, yeah,
1: honestly, like that's the majority of America really, you know, it's like there's, there's this, we live in this world where the the squeakiest wheel gets the grease, you know, and like you, you look at news or media, we even spoke about it earlier at lunch where, you know, we were saying that the majority of people living in cities, um, you know, have a tendency to kind of view their city and their surroundings as the center of the universe. They think everywhere is just like what they're experiencing. And, and that's, that's, all too often, not the case, or the majority of the time. Not, not like, at all. Yeah, and exactly. And so, like, to bust that up through traveling, or even just meeting people, talking to people with perspectives different than your own, and learning to get over those judgments, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the the judgments themselves are instinctual, right? That's that's how we differentiate between our tribe and theirs, you know, on a, a physiological and instinctual level. Like that's just in our DNA and the way we're, you know, our brains are made up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we live in a world now where we have access to enough information to where we should be able to observe those things, um, acknowledge them, and then overcome it, right? And that's how we continue to grow and expand. And that's why traveling is so healthy because you realize that you have these, you know, premeditated judgments or fears that are based on nothing Mm -hmm. other than maybe just childhood fears or you know people or things that are different from what you know Mm -hmm. and the second that you start to overcome that and expand what it is you know then you start to grow as a person Mm -hmm. and you know I'm always looking for people like that around me that have experiences different than my own um, and then that are also trying to share that with the world Um, you know I think there's something deeply inspiring um, about, you know, taking your own experiences and applying them, um, in some form of service, or at least where you're putting your perspective out there, um, for people that may not be in a situation, um, where they can, you know, pack up everything they own, you know, a single vehicle and bounce out. You know, a lot of us have what it takes, you know, and as I'm gearing up for this, this trip, you know, it's intimidating, you know, like I've packed up a lot of times in my life. I think I I moved like nine times in six years while I was in the Navy, Um, you know, before that I moved in Austin, you know, I've probably moved like 12 or 13 times in life so far, you know, but like I said, you know, every time I've picked up and moved or gone to a new city or, you know, had to acclimate to a new environment or make new friends, like I've had the opportunity to become a better version of myself, Mm -hmm. you know, each time. And, kind of reinvent myself in certain aspects or just you know not be so tied and attached to you know the the patterns or you know the memories or the people that have made me who i am mm-hmm. you know it's it's uh which you know i'll i'll love forever but yeah i think there's we t- so much out there
0: we take little bits of the people that we meet you know that leave impressions on us or the mm-hmm. places that we go that you know leave impressions on us and and it 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 does it 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 changes us and and it um you know it like you said like a new version of yourself kind of thing as you evolve like you take all these experiences and i think experience you know you can you could look stuff up mm. you know all you want mm. but unless you like go out into the world you know i don't know that you're you're learning as much
1: you definitely know? not yeah there's such a, a difference between you know access to information and then just like listening or being out in nature and like confronting boredom head on, you know, like yeah, oh wh- yeah. what do you do when, you know, you have that stimulation removed? Um, you know, and I think that's, that's something that we're looking for and a lot of people are looking for, you know, and whether they, you know, have the space to do that or they're able to cut ties and jump, you know, it's, that's for them to, to find out.
0: I think that uh, I think that people are really thirsty for like real experiences. Yeah. I think our society is pretty devoid of, like, st- the stuff of like substance, like real mm. substance. I mean, everything seems to be some sort of weird user experience, experience where yeah. like you, you're like in a virtual reality, mm-hmm. you know, or you're like living through like your Instagram you know or you know whatever the case is i think people are just really hungry for like an actual real authentic experience yeah and i think people um that live van life or live nomadically or who are kind of at this point rejecting society's norms or whatever the mold is, Mm -hmm. they are looking for something deeper. And, um, I actually posted that one of my captions, I think on my, one of my Instagram posts was about people who choose to live van life Mm Mm-hmm are seeking answers to questions that society cannot answer or hasn't been able to provide, like, a good enough answer to them. And now that's not everybody. You have a lot of, like, fakers out Mm -hmm. there, I think. Like, a lot of people that are doing van life so that they could start a YouTube channel or whatever, you know, like, and I don't pretend like I'm anything thing i'm just a guy that likes to shoot photos and living in a van is the best possible way to do that if you're a landscape photographer yeah i've found yeah so i don't try to be like anything i don't try to be better than or Mm. less than i try to be right size i'm i'm just a guy that shoots landscape photos yeah and being in a van means i can like sometimes wake up landscapes. Yeah. yeah. I can like wake up where I was going to shoot, you know, yeah. at six thirty in the morning anyway, mm-hmm. instead of like having to get a hotel and then rent a car and wake up two hours early to get there and then hike the trail and then set up, you know, I yeah. can just kind of wake up there. So, um, just a matter of this
1: makes the most sense to yeah, me. Yeah, Definitely, man. And I, I think that it, it comes down to devoting yourself of certain, com- a certain level of comfort as well, so that you're actually able to experience life. Um, I think that, you know, like we were speak, speaking, about this morning, you know, is that, and we're both in a point of transition, whether it's, you know, relationship stuff or work stuff where, you know, there's, there's this opportunity to kind of reset and move on, you know, in life and keep expanding, keep growing, keep seeking. Um, but, You know, that's that's never the easy thing to do. You know, you either get better at it Mm -hmm. or, you know, you just kind of learn how to to realize when you're in a place where you're almost too comfortable, too comfortable for that stage of life. And then, you know, to rip that bandaid off and say, Hey, you know, like I got more growing to do, Mm -hmm. I got to find more, you know, aspects of myself to be, you know, closer to, Mm -hmm. you know, a whole human being and, and, uh, to be, you know, a better version of myself for all of those around me, you know? And, uh, it's not that you're running from anything, it's that you're running to, you know, you're you're seeking Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, towards yourself and, um, Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people just, you know, they get used to being comfortable in the 21st century and, you know, that's that's the easy thing to do, you know. It's Mm -hmm. like you get used to working a certain job that's comfortable or you know it's steady or you're dating that person that you know can be consistent, you you know, you're not going to have anything happen that's, you know. Yeah, it's quite mindless if Mm -hmm. you ask me, you know, it
0: seems that way, doesn't it, where it's like you know tell me what to do okay so this is what everybody does so this is what yeah. i should do too i should go to school and then get a job and then find a nice girl and you know settle down and mm-hmm. this is what you do right just tell me what to do because i don't know what to do and yeah. i think i think that's how a lot of people are living and and that's okay if if but i you know if i it know works for them yeah if it works for yeah. you and that's what I wish you're I had after more of that sometimes. me too <laughs> yeah i would be like way more content and yeah. instead i seem to you know, make my life, uh, crazy because yeah. that's just not good enough for me. You yeah. know, like I really want to live a life that is, um, Pure. Uh, yeah, like different, There's like that depth. is, um, not average, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know, like, like uncommon, like a great mm-hmm. story, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, yeah. um, and like, I probably won't stop until, I probably won't stop ever actually there is no we talked about it before there's no i've arrived right you know in life Mm -hmm. you know you get you get a a position at a company you know you go to the next you try to get to the next position get the next raise if there's no more positions maybe it's time to go to a better company you know what i mean like it's just a constant growth whether it's physical whether it's emotional you know spiritual whatever it is, your relationships, like any of it, you know? Yeah,
1: I think that's the biggest thing, man, is like let's go into relationships, for instance, you know, is like I've, I've learned a lot this year about friendships and relationships and, and my even the one with myself through, you know, really asking, you know, what's the best kind of situation for me? You know, what how is my time best spent? Mm-hmm. And I think the disparity is that, there is this level of comfort where you know you've got the job you've got the place you've got the friends you know everything in your life is kind of set you know and you can step out of your door in the morning and pretty much have a set plan of what's going to go down that day and mm-hmm. you may even look forward to it but you know how much are you suffering internally that you're just not acknowledging mm. you know and and what vices are you using? How are you numbing yourself to that? Are you hiding from yourself? Are you neg- neglecting certain aspects of your life? You know, or are you just binge watching Netflix or turning to substances or drinking every day of the week, you mm-hmm. know, just to feel less, you know, or to mm-hmm. be in a better mood or whatever, however you look at it. Um, but, you know, you get to a point where, you know, I, I can't remember where I heard it, but somebody was telling me they use the words pain of awareness Mm -hmm. and you know you get to the stage of awareness in your own life where you know you're almost painfully aware of you know how things aren't resonating or sitting right within Mm -hmm. you and you know that you have to make changes that you may not even be ready for right um and you know learning to count on yourself and and those around you that really have your best interests at Mm -hmm. heart you know like I've realized how few and far between those people are, mm-hmm. you know, those people that have your best interests, no matter what, yeah, whether, and whether not includes them it. or not. Yeah. yeah they will like, hold you like accountable Yeah, because they, they want to see you grow. They yeah. want to see you do better. They
0: see your potential and dude, they those, want you to be better.
1: Those are the best people to have in your life. They are, you know, because they'll, they'll tell you how, like it is, you know, at face value. And you may be ready to hear that or you may not be right. Um, But you will be a better person because of that. Yeah. If it
0: weren't for people like that in my life, I would I would not be sitting here. Yeah. I don't know if I would be clean. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what my life would look like. But I personally because I'm uh, the master of self-deception. Yeah. You know, like I can't see myself coming sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I need people. Perfect example. You know, I'm in recovery, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, I got clean over seven years ago. When I first got clean, I was, you know, trying to make money any way I could. I had to start from scratch. I was delivering pizzas, all that kind of stuff. Like, uh, at one point, I was working for another guy in recovery who owned, like, a landscaping business. And this was the, up in Jersey, right? In Jersey, yeah. And in the winter, he did snow removal. And so, me and my buddy, Lou, uh, worked for this guy um, and we had to like shovel out and snow blow an entire like apartment complex and i remember we were talking about something i was struggling with something in early recovery like everything's a struggle Mm -hmm. and i had to run by i had to run every little decision in my life by someone because i didn't know if i was just Like if I was yeah, I didn't know if I was trying to manipulate a a situation I was trying to be pure in all my intentions and all that kind of stuff and not live like I used to when I was in active addiction And I remember he was telling me something and I kept going. I know I know I know and he goes, you know You you say you know a (laughs) lot and I don't I don't think you do I don't think you have a I don't think you have a clue what you're talking about, but you know everything right? But yet you're here yeah. You know, like, uh, you, you know, know that surface you're here, like, uh, you know, 30 days clean off of heroin, mm-hmm. but you know everything, right? You know, and I like need to hear stuff like that. And I was like, you're right. I, and I stopped saying, I know, I know, yeah. I know. I stopped saying that. I, instead, you know, in my head, I might be like, yeah, I know that. And so I'll just be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you talked about pain and what a great motivator it is. I think it's the ultimate motivator, honestly. Yeah, well. And in recovery, we talk a lot about. Um, you know, when the pain is great enough, we'll change now in an obvious way. That's like when you are so sick and tired of living the way you're living, uh, with drugs and what they do to your life, you might have a moment of clarity. You Mm -hmm. might have a moment of willingness where you are like, okay, I will reach out for help at this point. Another person I heard in a meeting not that long ago said, I move at the speed of pain Mm -hmm. and I can relate to that. You know, like I if something is not painful, I probably won't change it, you know, if I'm just comfortable, I will not change it, and now, part of that is, like, a, like, a very obvious physical pain, like, I'm using drugs, Mm -hmm. and my life is absolutely in shambles, and other things, it's, like, you know, this job, I was a UPS driver for a couple years, um, and, you know, there was, a lot of pain there because it's not what I wanted to do with my life. Mm -hmm. You know, it was, it was kind of out of necessity. I was delivering pizzas before that and, you know, I needed health benefits and I needed like, you know, I just, I needed some financial security and, um, but, but I hated it so much. Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with the job. It's a, it's a good job. It's a really hard job. It's not what people think. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. It's physically demanding. It's emotionally draining. But there was a pain that I couldn't ignore anymore, mm-hmm. right? And I move at the speed of pain. Mm-hmm. So when the pain got great enough, and I knew there was something I really wanted to do with my life, which was photography, mm-hmm. you know, um, when the pain got great enough, I finally worked up the courage to walk away. Walk yeah. away from the 401k, the pension, the free health benefits, you know, um, the the good pay Mm -hmm. right the union you know protection and benefits and all that sort of stuff um because the pain had gotten great enough it wasn't what i wanted to do with my life so there's very obvious um factors there's there's physical factors like i said the example of like you're using and your life is in shambles and then there's like deeper stuff where there's like an inner voice that's like you could do better yeah and that was a voice that i Kept hearing, not could do better because this is beneath you, mm-hmm. but this isn't you, mm-hmm. you know, and you could do something that's better suited to you, yeah, is right. what I mean. You're creating
1: so, a void the longer and longer that you right. ignore and it. wasting
0: time, mm-hmm. you know. Like, I felt at a certain point like I was wasting time. I got one shot at this life, yeah. I don't know if I'll be reincarnated, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't know the answers to those sorts of things, but I know that I am definitely alive now, mm-hmm. unless we're like in the matrix or some weird, but yeah. uh, let's just assume that we're we're both living right now and we have a life to live here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I've been here before and I've been reincarnated or that I'll go to heaven or I'll be reincarnated again. All I know is that I'm here now, mm-hmm. okay? So am I going to live a what I consider a very average run of the mill, what everybody else does, or Mm -hmm. am I going to do something that just is for me, something unique to me because me trying to do anything other than what I would like to do with my life is a perfectly good waste of me and who I am and my talents and what I'm passionate about.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. Like there's, there's this, you can choose one path where you, you know, you know, it's very clear and there's steps that you follow or you can just keep blowing that shit up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and keep finding yourself and realize that you, you are a better version of yourself each time. Mm -hmm. And something that's stuck out to me that you said was that, um, you know, the amount of pain that you experience in order to have even just a moment of -hmm. clarity. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I've learned, man, is like, you know, I've, I've found rock bottom like several times for me. And like there is no comparison to anybody, anybody other's life or journey. But I know I've found it in my heart. Right. And um, each time, man, you know, I've I've failed to see how many signs were in front of me along the way. It's all twenty twenty hindsight, right? When mm-hmm. things are much more clear, those moments of clarity are usually so subtle mm-hmm. that unless you're really paying attention, which you can, you can, you can start to attune yourself to that level of life where you, you become more aware of the subtleties in life and they start to direct you hopefully, right? As we get better at this thing called life. Um, if not, the other side is that, you know, you continue to deceive, you continue to neglect, you continue to hide from hard truths that you know in your life, you, you continue to compromise. And you know, the thing that hurts the most about that is that life is going to reset you Mm -hmm. and the longer that you put it off the harder that's going to be right yeah those are those those are those very pivotal moments in life where pain is all you know and you have no choice but to change yeah i think the goal is to eventually and there's certain things that are out of our control um but you know personally on a level you know of Realizing how much pain that you're creating within yourself, holding yourself accountable, trying to learn things, you know, not necessarily learning the same lessons over and over. Um, not always saying, you know, or you have the answer, which you'll, you yeah. will,
0: you will revisit it every mm-hmm. time. If you don't learn the lesson, it's like cyclical. Yeah, exactly. and you'll bump your head on the same problem every time it comes back up. And yeah. it will come up more and more and more frequently and, and in bigger ways and that'll until be you experience. deal with it. Yeah, yeah
1: and that'll, that'll be maybe your are And then that'll life. shape
0: you. Mm-hmm. And then when you have kids, you'll instill whatever that... <laughs> those same patterns. ...into someone else. And yeah. that's generational, you yeah. know, uh, toxic patterns.
1: And that's the kind of stuff that turns my stomach, man. Like, mm-hmm. those patterns, the ways that I deceive myself, um, the things that I didn't see that I should have um, not expressing gratitude for people that have shaped my life, you know, in ways that I wish I would have. Those are the things that, that make me sick and angry at myself. And I, I aspire to, you know, get better at that as I go along and, you know, start a family or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But you know, those, those are all, that's all my shit, Mm -hmm. you know, that I have to answer to, you know, what's not pissing me off is the news and the headlines and the media like I don't have that energy man mm-hmm. like I don't have the time and energy to give all of this anger and passion to these s- news organizations or media like streams social media like anything that I'm putting out on social media is like me and my element sharing from the heart you know things like this where I'm really trying to, you know, share experiences, the places I've been, the things I've learned, or just, you know, things like this, where, you know, you're crossing paths with people where there's so much, um, you know, knowledge and wisdom just in simple, simple experiences. And I think, you know, we can all all do that, whether you're sharing it or not. But I I think Mm. the biggest point I'm trying to get to is that, you know, you have to be very careful about what you're giving your energy to. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the first it's so easy these days to point the finger. Um, but, you know, start start pointing it right back at yourself. Yeah. Like, why are these things triggering you? Yeah. Why does that make you angry? Why does that scare you? How does that, you know, like really sit? with you and if there's if there's something that doesn't match up like you're gonna have to do the hard work of figuring out what that is
0: right yeah and i think the big thing and it seems to be somewhat of like a pattern in our society right now and i I don't think social media or the corporate media Mm -hmm. helps but is like looking for things to be sort of mad about you know yeah that trigger you like Like, like, you like
1: you know life's pretty good when you have to seek out problems right yeah i I
0: completely agree and um i don't think it's i don't think it's good um in the sense that there is some level of undealt with trauma like Mm -hmm. at a very you know at like a real level it's like you know there's some stuff that you definitely need to deal with like yes that might be a pretty bad thing that's happening or that might be really upsetting to see or hear but like there's definitely something else going on there that is, is making you like seek that stuff out. Yeah. You know? And, um, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think social media is like a tricky one cause it could be used for really good. Mm-hmm. I think,
1: yeah, I really yeah, do. Like well. when you
0: talk about like, you just try to share stuff that's, um, honest and, Um, meaningful to you in your life and you're expressing yourself Mm -hmm. through your social media or you're using like your podcast platform to you know get uh, different ideas and perspectives from different people i think that's amazing you know like and then there's you know just like the very average kind of basic shit that you see on just mindlessly
1: yeah scrolling yeah you know, and I,
0: I don't know. And, you know, like, I don't I don't give any attention to, like, the news media anymore. Me I, 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 I do. I get triggered every time yeah. I watch it. And it's just like, because a lot of it has nothing to do with my own lived experience. No, like, none yeah. of it. Yeah. It's like they're trying to tell me that I should behave in a certain... That's what it feels like. I don't yeah. have any, you know, this is just how I perceive it. It feels like I'm being told to feel a certain way or react a certain way to a certain stimulus that actually has nothing to do with my my life like it's completely like i'm sorry you know like i that's not anywhere remotely what my life looks like it's the same thing you know when we talked about cities before it's Mm -hmm. like yeah that might be the reality in your city but it's not that's not that's not the whole world. Doesn't look like that. If you go to this place, like they look at things differently. If you go to this place, like they, they act differently. If you go to this place, they get their food from this place. If you go to that place, like this is what they do for entertainment. You yeah. know, it's just like it, it's different. You yeah, know?
1: man. I mean, I, thankfully I've, I've drawn a hard line in my life right now. And like, as I start to form these boundaries and things or become more attuned as to, what it is I'm looking for out of this life, whether it's the types of people I want to surround myself with or the things that I want to spend my time doing or whatever it is that I'm absorbing. I've drawn this hard line and I've tatt- tatted it on my hands. And then for me, my, my life personally, I have to distinguish what's coming from a place of love and mm-hmm. what's coming from a place of fear. Yeah. And I have realized that I have been a better person when I'm able to distinguish the two. Mm-hmm. And those, that comes with a lot of hard truths about myself, um, about, you know, the people around me, about the world we live in, you know, but when I'm able to distinguish where things are coming from on that side of things, whether it's coming from a place of love or a place of fear, mm-hmm. I stand a chance yeah, as to, you know, asserting myself and, um, uh, distinguishing myself from the masses or, you know having clarity in situations that might be confusing, you know, and that's the thing that I see in media or, you know, a lot of people's perspectives is that it's just fear based. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and that's why it doesn't sit right. That's Mm -hmm. why it makes me physically uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when I see these things coming through my phone or Mm -hmm. TV or just on the radio or someone having a conversation at a a, dinner table or,
0: that distinction between love and fear, and I noticed the tattoo. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about it earlier because it made me think of faith over fear, mm-hmm. you know, which is something very similar. Exactly. Um, but that's a hard distinction to make. And I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. You know, you have these two very primal, um, what's the word? Um, feelings. I, I don't know. You have faith, or I'm sorry, you have love, and you have fear, and you can either mm-hmm. act out of love or you can act out of fear, right? Uh, but fear. Is a much bigger motivator.
1: Yeah, in it's my opinion, much closer. You know, like
0: the and you look at from a um, from a primal uh, stance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, fear um, will keep you alive. Mm-hmm. If you act out of love, you know, if you don't do something out of love, like nobody's gonna die. But if like a lion's chasing you, yeah. and your fear instinct doesn't kick in. Mm-hmm you're dead you know i think that's
1: exactly it man like fear is the instinct and love is the choice right love is the acknowledgement that fear exists yes it's not like you're living on this plane of harmony and peace it's that you're either choosing to acknowledge the things that scare you and terrify you and mm-hmm. you don't know, realize that you're gonna have to overcome certain not aspects. not just of not just
0: acknowledge but act on it definitely you know, exactly. react to that fear yeah
1: and that's that's the biggest thing about information or you know things that are you know whether you like it or not you're absorbing you may even consider yourself a pretty intellectual person or you know think that you have the ability to distinguish what you're absorbing or what you're carrying and you don't you Mm -hmm. can't like if you're watching news cycles all day or you're just hanging out around negative people it doesn't matter how conscious you are that what is being said is wrong, Mm -hmm. it's still going to change your life. Like on a, you know, level of frequency, like it's just not going to be able to resonate. And so like you have to completely detach yourself to stand a chance of expressing love and being love. And that's what I'm realizing is that like, that's the scariest place to be of all. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can act on fear and I will for the rest of my life, like acknowledge fear every day. Mm-hmm. It's not that you ever get away from that because that's the instinct. That's what keeps you alive. But the highest of highs in this life and, and, uh, really, you know, enjoying this place on earth is being able to acknowledge what it is you fear and then finding or choosing love through that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've realized, you know, over the last few weeks, man, like, I'm, I'm doing a quick pivot here, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm realizing how much um, I was unconsciously putting myself, trying to make myself fit into a world that I didn't really fit in, and I'm not right. done exploring yet, I'm yeah. not done expanding, and there's something about a city, even a city as good as Austin, Texas, man, like, this is home, this will always be home, I love this city, like, I'll be back, but I was, I was trying to put myself into a mold and do the best that I could with it. But whether I liked it or not, I was constantly surrounded by stimulation. I was constantly surrounded people by people that are living on a plane that differs from mine and what they're looking for and what they're seeking. And, you know, it's, it's our job to bust that up when we realize that there's an, an issue And, you know, I think that's the big thing that I see a lot of people focusing on is creating stronger boundaries for yourself. Mm. And I know for me at this stage of my life, I need more space Mm -hmm. to do that. Mm -hmm. And I can't even have probably like one person with me. Mm. Like I need to be with myself, sitting with questions, seeking answers, probably won't find them. Mm -hmm. But that's where I need to be
0: right and i could I, I definitely can relate to that mm. that very thing on yeah. uh i need to be alone right now i need to be on my own i need to learn about myself and the world and how i what my place in it is and uh how to work through you know emotional traumas mm-hmm. and you know patterns that i have in my life and um yeah i couldn't relate anymore and you know, I started this van trip and this dream of living in a van and photographing America with, you know, my ex, and now I'm, you know, on my own. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's, it's a scary thought to have somebody there, you know, that nurturing uh, feminine energy mm-hmm. that, like, when you need, you know, someone just to talk to and be there. You know, yeah. will we'll, we'll kind of give you that nurturing energy and now you don't and now it's like, OK, I've got to pull myself up by my bootstraps mm-hmm. kind of thing and and really grow into who I am and deal with everything completely on my own. And like maybe in the middle of nowhere, you yeah. know, I was I drove all the way out to Big Bend. Yeah. And was in Terlingua, Texas, you know, and uh, found out my transmission is is going to either need to be rebuilt or replaced. Mm-hmm. And um you know, this is, this is just the one of a few problems that have compounded that I've had to deal with completely on my own. And, um, and this is, this has nothing to do with any of the emotional stuff I'm going through. This is just like life on life's terms kind of stuff that I'm learning to deal with on my own. Yeah. You know, I have people in my corner that I can call and whatever. Of course I have a huge recovery network. I've got family. I've got very, very close friends that are like family. Um, But some things, you know, I know I'm going to need to just do on my own and figure it out on my own. And um, the thought of traveling alone was scary. I was like, maybe I should get a dog, you Mm -hmm. know, and then I realized, well, that would hold me back from being able to do certain things. So, like, it just comes back to, like, I'm going to do
1: this on my own. Yeah, man, that's super interesting. And, like, you know, I think you mentioned the the masculine and feminine energy and, you know, that that's super important as well, you know, and uh, like, as we're starting to explore these conversations more and more, and people are realizing that both the masculine and the feminine reside in, you know, our conscious, Mm. you know, being, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I think that comes, you know, with, uh, the territory as well, like the masculine likes mission Purpose. We right. like yep. known things that we can act on and continue driving forward in order to achieve or to create to mm-hmm. build, whatever it is. Right. That's that's you setting your eyes on this journey and you know hitting these destinations and all of these things. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that you're in this phase of a bit of unknown and more of a a, a floating space where right. you're having having to find. Uh, more compassion and understanding for yourself, which is definitely that more feminine side of developing for yourself. So, yeah, the world will send, like, all different types of trials our way in order to continue to develop and, like we said, like become a more um, whole and well-rounded person. And, man, like, I'm actually um, sitting down early next week before I head out um, with my friend Heidi, and uh, we're going to do an incredible episode on that. Masculine versus feminine energy, and okay, how it relates yeah. to um, my journey of disti- distinguishing love and fear. Um, but you know, just touching on that, man. Like, there's just so many things that I was unaware of of how I handled things, um, the patterns that I've been displaying, and and you know, continuing to seek out moments in my life where I can like take an honest look at you know who I am and the way I'm interacting with the world and Whether it hurts or not, ask myself, like, am I setting myself up, you know, for to be the best person that, you know, I can be, you know, where I'm not letting any social expectations or uh, any expectations from society or any relationships or anything decide what that is. Like, at the end of the day, I have to answer that question um, at the end of the
0: day, at some point you're going to be on your deathbed. Yeah. Right. And you're going to look back at your life and you're going to wonder whether or not you could have done more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think we will. (laughs) I (laughs) mean, that's like my whole mission. We're going to be exhausted. my (laughs) My whole mission
0: is to never know what, what that feeling of disappointment. Cause I, I didn't I didn't live up to my fullest potential
1: in yeah. this life is I, totally I don't agree, ever want to know what that feels like. I think I'll be on my deathbed one day and I'll just be like, <laughs> God, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'm dude. just going to be tired. I'm ready to go to I'm sleep. I'm just going to be tired. Like forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd rather be on that side of things than, uh, than, absolutely. You know, just, uh, but beautiful man, well, I think that wraps it up for today. Um, I'd love to direct everybody to you know your social platforms or whatever sure um, however you share your journeys um, I'll be keeping up as well and and uh, as soon as you get your van back on the road I'm, yeah'm I'm, I'm, hoping I'm, that I bump s- in you on the dude, road absolutely we'll make it happen looking um, forward to it but yeah, such a pleasure man and and, uh, yeah, if you could share kind of how people can reach you. Or sure.
0: Yeah. My, uh, my address and my social, uh, security number <laughs> is, um, my social media on Instagram, it's, uh, just underscore passing through, or you can just look me up by name, Justin Crampier, uh, K R O M like Mary P like Peter I E R. And, uh, I have a website with, um, some work and also i sell prints of my images um, and those can be found
1: at justincrompierre.com prints yeah guys go pick up a print go get this dude back on the road <laughs> that would be great we're man. headed west these gas prices are outrageous out of control <laughs> <laughs> out of control we need the support <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate oh, man,
0: you much love yeah thank you man
1: ElectroCast, transform your influence. ElectroCast.
0: Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where
1: you listen to your podcast. Electricast.